Hey, what's good, people? Animal Brown checking in. Episode 371 of the On Deck TV podcast is here. Want to give a very special shout out to our latest Patreon subscribers. Shout out to you, Liz E. And you, Ralph J, we appreciate the support. I hope you are enjoying the bonus content. Make sure you hit that Patreon link in the description. Go get you some bonus content. Appreciate it. Hey, what it do with the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on Instagram and Twitter. I am Spike Lou in these same social streets. Holla at your boy. What it do, man? You quarantining out here in these streets? I can't call it, man. Quarantine over officially, no, ain't it? Like, that, we say that club. every week, and I, I haven't been to the club in years and don't plan on going. <laughs> Nothing there for me, buddy. But, I mean... It, from the looks of it, from what we see out of these football games and people enjoying themselves thoroughly, I would say it's over. You say yeah. no? No, nah, we, we we got some news in this episode that, that would confirm what you're saying as well. This is true. That's what I was basing it off of, sort of, too. <laughs> well, this week, to let the people know, the quick kiss, this is the On Deck TV podcast, of course. And this week, we are going over Lil Baby, well, excuse me, not Lil Baby, the Baby, claiming that he has a top five flow of all time. Not just right now, all time. Also, the 3-6 Mafia is planning to open the floodgates back up and hit the arena tour stops. We'll see what we think about that. But first and foremost, to lead this week, I'm sure you've heard it, you've seen it everywhere, Ice Cube. Ice Cube came out and he was getting some backlash from me with Donald Trump uh, about his plan for Black America. Also, Diddy came out and said we needed to launch the Our Black Political Party to ensure that our voices are heard. My question to you, Animal Brown, should hip-hop work together more to ensure that our political aspirations are met as black people man listen in a perfect world hip-hop titans like ice cube puff jay whoever else you want to throw in there they would link up with with other a-listers come up with an idea like the contract for black america or the uh our black party present it to people who are in these spaces to tighten it up, you know what I mean? Get the proper touches to it, leverage their celebrity and influence to use politicians to get what they want out of it, which is to them better the lives of black people. And then we could, you know, live happily ever after. However, that's not how these things go. You know what I mean? Uh, people have their own ideas. They have their own concepts. These are alpha dogs that we're talking about. They want top billing. You know what I mean? And I'm not famous enough to understand why they can't share the spotlight with somebody else. So it's it's unbeknownst to me as to why these things can't happen. But I think it would be better um, if they did. And maybe we get on one accord and actually have a specific plan to follow where everybody could get along or get on board with. But until then, I guess we got to settle for uh, two people at the end, different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, different ends of the spectrum, I would agree, uh, as far as what Diddy talking about with withholding the vote, and then you got people that were giving backlash to uh, Ice Cube for even having conversations with Donald Trump's um, administration. Yep. And 
in a perfect world, like you say, if everyone worked together and, and Ice Cube would just hit up Diddy and they would involve Jay-Z and call their other millionaire friends, Bob Johnson, and every NFL player just got into it. Every person with money just put into a pot and put everything behind an idea and you push that idea forward. It'd be wild if that were like a thing that were to happen in politics. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you. I think it would be a great idea if, if people did work together. I wanted to read a couple of numbers just based off what I just said and what you said. Um, $124 million. That's what the U.S. Chamber of Commerce played in lobbying last year. Okay. Uh, the National A, the National Association of Realists has paid $55 million. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, 21 million. American Hospital Association, 20 million. Uh, the Association of Broadcasters, 18 million. These people paid this amount to lobbyists. Yep. What lobbyists do is they take an idea and they present that idea to Congress and they try to get that idea passed. And I'm not saying this to you as if you don't know, but it's to our people that they not know. They take that idea and they try to get that idea passed. And that idea helps the people who put that money in to hire the lobbyists. Seems very simple to do that. You and I can sit here and put together a plan as to where, hey, let's put a poll out there or start a GoFundMe and raise $20 million to hire the best lobbyists in Washington to push this agenda that we have. I like, I don't understand why that can't happen. And I do get the point where you say about alpha dogs and, and things of that nature, but I think that's just a cop out because you have someone like Puff who was interested in buying uh, a team when they came up. I can't remember what team, maybe it was the Panthers. He wasn't going to be the only person putting money in on that. And there are a lot of deals like Revolt TV. He ain't, he may be the front name of it, but he's not the person, like the majority share owner of that or um, the liquor company. And the same yeah. thing with Ciroc, that, and the same thing I would say not to cut flack with, with Cube Vision. Like they didn't do those things by themselves. So I wonder what it is. I, I, I They're the you face said of ego. It they are the face, the face of it. You're right. And when it comes to something as important as what we're talking about, helping black people, because you don't have anyone else that really gives a flying fuck, which is why I guess they feel like that they would come up and say, hey, I want to be the person at the front of it. But when you have a bigger cause, you would think that they would say, hey, I'm a part of it. I'm going to put my money up and I hope we get to this 40 million so we can hire this dude to get this plan done. Like, it seems nah. like it should be that simple. No, nah, they, they, they want the legacy that come with it. Like, like, yeah, you're right. Puff wouldn't have been the only one buying the Panthers, but he would have been the most famous person involved. Uh, he, Jay was the most famous person involved in that Brooklyn Nets deal, and he owned half a percent. Nobody gave a shit about who owned the rest. <laughs> they just thought it was cool because Jay-Z's name was attached. He was the mascot, for lack of a better term. Um, so that, that's the problem. They want the, Sometimes the perception is more important than the reality. You know what I mean? Like, the look... Can you imagine if somebody, if Puff would have bought into the Panthers, how much shit he would have been talking? He would have had Ciroc in the press boxes. Like, bro, he would have talked so much shit. He could have owned a percent. It wouldn't have mattered. It would have felt like he owned the entire team. And that's what people are looking for. That's what that's what the strokes a lot of people's egos. And I'm guessing that that's what it is. Again, I don't, I don't comprehend it either. The only thing that I can think of is if they just have two totally different ideas. Like if Ice Cube maybe came to Puff with the contract and he was like, that ain't it. Or mm -hmm. maybe Cube said, well, nigga, this is it. And okay, it's so cool, cool. Y'all don't agree on the one thing, fine. 
but I find it hard to believe that Cube can't find three black millionaires slash billionaires to agree with what he's trying to do to put some push behind it. I find that extremely hard to believe. So I, I don't know what it is. Somebody needs to tell me, are they in the Illuminati when the Illuminati can't work with each other? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Somebody inform me, dog. educate me. I don't get it. Well, I would, from a legacy standpoint, I would disagree with you on that because if I'm Puff Daddy and I'm in, and or, or Ice Cube, seeing this go the long way out, whether it be now or 20 years from now, if you're the person that sponsored the bill that got to Congress, you may not have been the person who was at the forefront, but your name was a part of it. I think that would go a long way for that legacy, you know? That's and what, I do see what you're saying, the right now for the Panthers, yes, Puff will talk shit because that's the cooler thing. But I think us as black people, what we can understand is that we dictate cool. So the moment you have Ice Cube and Puff Daddy come to an enough an agreement, not they ain't gotta agree on everything. I think that's what we miss. Uh, in our political stance is probably black people, but if they come to an enough of agreement to say, okay, we're here, so let's take this much because we know this is gonna help. We we agree on this much, let's take this and our 20 million and give it to these people to make it lobby into law and then just keep building and working from there. You would think that tied to their legacy and, and, and them being able to be the people that can make that cool to have a, a, a telethon behind it. You got shit as many people that are involved in politics now with Killer Mike, Ice Cube, Kanye West, Diddy, T.I., Jay-Z, Scarface, Talib, Kweli, Joe Budden, as many people that speak about politics. You get all of them on a TV show on a Friday night and you call in and do the telethon thing. We taking up a dollar. We trying to get the 40 million. This is for black people to get this lobbyist push. You would think that that's not a far-fetched idea because nah. the legacy comes with that. Notoriety comes with that. Like you're in the entertainment business, you can make it big, you can make it cool. I don't understand what it would be that would be stopping something like that. The closest thing I've seen to anything like that, and this didn't have anything to do with like civil rights or anything, but the title announcement was the closest thing. That's what I have those, in mind when I'm thinking that. Like why yeah, couldn't Jay put were, that together? Or owner or what, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But again, Jay gets the credit for that though. You know, you can't name three people that was up there that day, bro. <laughs> like, what? You can't. I mean, it was Rihanna, the nigga with the mask on. It was a, it was a lot of notable people. But I get the your mask point. On the Saint Lunatic? Who was that? I don't know who that was. But I get your point. Jay does get the majority of the credit, but the underlying thing that was people were supposed to get more money. Like there were, yeah. there were tangible things that came with that, and you would that's think true. if tangible stuff comes with it, then the credit. Okay, that's one thing. But at least tangible stuff comes with it if I'm putting my name or money behind or if I'm helping people raise $40 million to hire a lobbyist, you would think. Hey, man, maybe one day, maybe one day we'll see it. Because I'm, I'm calling, think it I'm calling Ice Cube. He said, what do I'm, I'm going to ask Ice Cube what he needs to help out. <laughs> I want to know what he needs. Ask, ask him, would he team up with another celebrity? Did you watch the Roland Martin interview? I did. I think that he said he was open to teaming up with people. I I, I think that um, I I appreciate the people. I appreciate what Ice Cube did. Uh, I may not necessarily. He may not have been as prepared as I would have liked him to be to be in this position. But I appreciate the sentiment, and I appreciate admitting 
hey, I, I may not have did this like a professional would have, but I do feel like that he gained some ground. He got people to talk about this, whether it be late or not. It's two <laughs> weeks away from the election and people are talking about uh, a black agenda. So he, he know he know later than Puff. Puff, Puff came I, in. I don't even take Puff serious with this. I don't like, like I said, I don't even take Puff serious for this for the simple fact that if he was willing to buy the Panthers and you're going to have to put up probably at least 30 million, you know, you put up at least 30 million for revolt or you put up at least 30 million to get your name on Ciroc like you did. If I'm redoing this research and seeing that Walgreens hires lobbyists for 30 million and, and you can get a lobbyist, a really good one for like 19 to 20 million. <laughs> Puff should be doing that. Like, it should be every year. Nigga, don't get me with this voter die shit. Nigga, you and Jay ought to be busting this down. 10 and hey, 10 no. for these black rights. Hey, listen, they can make 40 million off the t-shirts. Exactly. They they can, nigga, Virgil can write the, the, the design and it can be just the legislation. You can write that on the front of the shirt. Boom, it's 100. You supporting black reparations. We trying That's to true. get this bill passed. Pay $100 for this t-shirt. It's Puff, it's Jay. That's easy. Nigga, Puff, don't come that voter die shit. Nigga, we you just laid care. it out. We just laid out the blueprint. Just laid Puff. it out there for you. Like, I just feel like that if we could figure this lobbyist shit out just here having a conversation, doing research for this show, there is no way a nigga like Puff just made all of this money and did all these smart things don't know this. So it's something else. The, the closest rapper that I saw was down for any of this was Pac. That's the only one. Before he died, he made a commitment to reach out to other rappers in other cities across the country and have like a pact with the police to where, you know what I mean? The the, the certain activities happen between certain hours and we give free concerts. And he was the only one that was willing to tap into people on his level. I don't know about anybody else, though. Scarface and James Prince, I would say as well. James Prince is not a rapper, but no. But Scarface ran for office, so that's why I put that on him. But I do from James Prince reading his book, I would give him something too. That's fair. Uh, man, let's keep it moving, man. North Carolina rapper baby, my boy, uh, shot back at a Twitter troll last week um, <laughs> after the user told him to please switch his flow up. baby shot back saying, quote, I've got a top five flow in the game right now, end quote. That was actually misquoted in a couple of other publications that said, he said, dead or ever. alive, top five. I thought five he said flow. ever, right? No, yeah, he did. He didn't actually say that. He said top mm-hmm. five in the game. Mm. I saw those publications, they were tripping. But mm. my question He's is, tripping. Factor Fiction, <laughs> does the baby have a top five flow in the game right now? No, in what? short. Absolutely not. He does not have a top five flow in the game. And if I have to name just five, uh, and if you want to pull my hand, here I go. Conway, Benny, Rick Ross, J. Cole, Big Sean, and Lil Baby, and Cardi B, and Nicki Minaj, and Should I Keep Going? All of these people's flow are better than the baby. I promise you that. The baby is the modern day ludicrous. I've said this before and I'll continue to say it. This is what he is. And it's that ain't a bad thing. It's ludicrous not a disc. His flow was top top notch. It was not. But we're gonna let you and him and the baby get that off. They got a, a specific little crowd, well, a specific crowd, not little, that they could cater to and the people love them. It's going to be movies and do a billboard awards, but it ain't like, it ain't that cold. It ain't that Kendrick Lamar. Like it ain't upper echelon flow, dude. You're good at what you do. Take that and go with it. Quit trying to force a, a square peg into a round hole. Just go with the being the baby. Don't tell me that you top five because you're not. 
You're not top five anything, bro. Listen, no, he's not top five. You're right. He's top three at uh, worst, period. say a lot about the rap game then. Between his flow and his voice, that's the reason he's even relevant right now. That's the reason, that's the reason you like him. Million followers. <laughs> that's the reason you like him. No, your voice and your flow are the two most important characteristics of a rapper. Period. Okay, like, that's always been that. It always will be that. Put some respect on his name. Hate it or love it. Want him to switch it up or not? It's the reason. You know, it's one of the reasons that he's popular. I would put I, now. I would argue, Lil Baby is up there, and I would say Big Sean is up there. Everybody else, you know, you just name people you like. I don't know. Dude, just, Benny, the Benny Conway, you don't like their flow. They don't have a I distinct do. I think flow. The Baby's is sharper. I think Sharp. it's crisper. Man, get out of That's here. That's all. Bro. The Baby is it's 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 cool. If you like oh, that, nice. like these people that I'm mentioning have like rap flows. These are universal. The Baby is like. It's like beer. You got to like a unique taste flow. It ain't like wine. Everybody can't do it. That's why it's unique. Because everybody don't want to hear it. There's only a specific few people that even want to hear that. So ain't nobody trying to do that. Like it's it's cool. I don't want to. I don't want to sound like a hater to what he does because it's it's good. But you can't get out of the lane of like saying that I'm up here with niggas that be spitting for real. We're like talking about flow. flow though. See, now you yeah, that's what I'm saying. Flow. I'm talking about flow, spitting. Like you said, all of that matters. That nigga don't got a better flow than T.I. Oh, my God. Now, you putting T.I. top five right now? Or are you telling me that the baby got a better flow than T.I.? That's the what you're telling me? He ain't got a better flow than Freddie Gibbs. Nah, and that's my boy. Nice try trying to pit me against my, my folks, but no, well, I'm the, not going to baby. The that. baby has a better flow than Freddie Gibbs. Yes. Oh, my God. What are you yes. talking about flow? What is this thing you talking about? You said like this nigga busy bone or something. Let me let me go historically. MJG. Okay. Luda. Whoa. Like flows, like the own beat. MJG the way they in the switch same category shit. as them niggas, man. MJG is a is a is a he used that as a lyricist. Those niggas use that flow as a as a tool. That was like just a part of the arsenal for MJG. That's they whole arsenal when you're talking about ludicrous and the baby. No, so I, 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 that, that those are the two. Like you got to give me somebody else. Don't put MJG in there. MJG like, but that's what that's what made him dope though. But that's a whole nother story. True, that's true. Um, I would say like, oh, like when I'm talking about flow, like the babies is not one that sticks out to me. As I would be like, okay, he got a dope he in pocket. He be in pocket, bro. Like he be in pocket. Whatever type of beat that it shit is. is he 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 caters his flow to that type of beat, and it be in pocket. Like I, <laughs> it be on everybody else you name. Like people like Cardi B and like Megan and all them. That flow is just that's just going off what the Migos started about five or six years ago. That's all that. And, and there's another flow is that. better than his. The Migos flow. That's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. But but the baby's flow is a little bit tighter than that. But the Migos Migos be on point too, though. If we keep it, if we just keep it in a stack, because they. I, their style is what's popular right now. I mean, their the their modern way of doing it. I'm not saying they invented it. I'm saying yeah, yeah. the modern music that we listen to today is heavily influenced by their style that they ushered in 2013, 2014, 2015.
I agree with that. I just don't think that the baby is should be considered in that. Like his flow isn't that. It ain't the Migo flow. It ain't unique enough for me to say it's top five of anything. Like it's a standard the baby flow. It's the only. It's the only flow. The niggas. It's the only flow. <laughs> Moving right along, the three six mafia from Memphis, Tennessee. They are bringing it back, man. They're going back to arena tours. People have been doing club spots, as you've probably seen it on IG, but 36 said they're taking it to the arena. Uh, they are hitting a tour spot. The arena will be 15% capacity, allowing up to 3,000 fans. Mm -hmm. My question to you, Animal Brown, do you think it's too soon? Or should rappers go back to getting their money? They are the first musical act to hold an indoor concert in this pandemic. And the fact that Three Six Mafia is the first <laughs> musical act in 2020 is the it most fits, 2020 fits. shit ever. Like, who would have thought they would have been the first people to kind of kick this shit off? Um, but I think we're ready. I think we're ready for two reasons. Number one, people are getting used to moving around in this pandemic, bro. Like, we talk about it all the time when we kick the show off. This shit is old with. Quarantine's old with. People going to brunch. People going to the mall. People are going to the car lot. People are doing everything that they normally have been doing prior to this. They're just masked up and keeping their distance, kind of, sort of. Mm -hmm. um, number two, the arena's doing their due diligence. 15% capacity, just like you said. Temperature checks. Mandatory mask. Um, they've got the spaced out seating. They're selling tickets in blocks of six. So that they're sitting together, only a certain amount of people. Um, so I, I think they're doing their due diligence. NFL games have been doing it for the past couple of weeks in, in spot areas, couple thousand people. Now this show isn't until December 11th, so we'll know if the NFL games was a good idea or not by <laughs> December 11th. If, it's gonna get canceled. I ain't know it was all the way down the road in December. It's December 11th, but it's the first one though, so. technically so. on on some stadium so. shit. They gonna cancel this. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> December 11, man, they fit. Dr. Fauci was just on TV today talking about that third wave for the hit. Like, hell, this, this shit gonna get canceled. The, the NFL season gonna be paused. Like, just uh, load up. Like, don't speak that into an existence. Please don't. Dr. Fauci said this today. I'm just repeating what he said. He said, dude, get ready. It's going to get bad for the third wave. I ain't saying people are dying or anything like that. I'm just telling you guys to prepare for things to be taken back a small scale. I do think that this is a good idea. I do think the rappers should be able to get in their money. I was thinking about that this weekend and a conversation that I had about, I just, I would love to know what some rappers who were heavily dependent on show money are doing now. Like PPP how they loans. get spread, the PPP loans. Tough. <laughs> I would be, man, that, that and that goes to my point. It's funny you read my mind. I would be taking those PPP loans and trying to do some media stuff independently, similar to what Tory Lanez did, and just throw that money in the Zoom calls and big Zoom setups and make it just dope that way, where people could continue to stay with me, maybe charge some people some money for it, like we've seen other others do. But I don't think that this is going to hold up being that it's so far down the road. Because a lot of different stuff I feel like is going to happen before it gets better to where we can go to concerts. And 3-6 ain't going to have a pool once the, the heat get high and they start uh, doing stuff to save face. They're not going to say, hey, yeah, we told 3-6 that they could have this concert in October uh, once this rolls around and it's ugly outside. 
what's funny is though you asked like what were people doing that had shows and stuff a lot of people have transitioned uh their their personalities into media people mm-hmm. wayne mm-hmm. had the young money radio getting a check from apple fat yeah. joe did his um ig show he's got his show on revolt right now the fat joe show I was like, ain't that a bitch? He's I talking he to people show on, on the damn IG. Joe been trying to get that off for a minute though, man. Is he gonna let That's that true. die out or what, man? No, because because he he had a show on title. Yeah, what I'm saying, uh, he, he had been a podcast trying, on title. Because really I remember he talked to Takashi and warned him about what he was doing and shit. So, but uh, but but he's pretty good at he's relatively good at it. At the the episode I was watching was him and Jewels, and Jewels was explaining what happened at the airport and shit. It was hella funny though. So actually it was pretty good. Fat Joe be funny, man. So I like Fat Joe. That's, I, that's, that's why I'm doing. wondering why hadn't he why hadn't his stuff taken off? Like I, I would expect him to be as big as Joe Button because he's good at it too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he take it as serious as Joe Button though, man. I ain't even gonna uh, lie. Okay. And Joe Button is a good storyteller. Um uh, in the podcast forum, I don't know if Fat Joe is as good as that. He's he reminds me more of a Nori. How he can mm-hmm. he he's already tight with a lot of the people he's talking to, and they so feel comfortable around him. Yeah, so stories. it's it, he's more on that tip. But that's what people are doing. Like they're they're switching up the they just switching up how they get to the bread, bro. Until good. further notice, until December eleventh when the floodgates are open, we can go back to concerts. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen at all. But I am glad to see people getting into that space, man. Um. Again, I know I told people to check out that Lou Pan voice, so I'm going to check out this uh, the Fat Joe to see how that's holding up out there. Did you see before we move on? And speaking of podcast space and rappers, did you see um, your guy Gilly get into a very heated argument with uh, Wack 100 about Birdman? Uh uh-uh. uh Check that clip out. I didn't really get to see the context of it, but on his latest episode, Gilly's Barstool's sports thing, he had Wack 100 on there, and Wack 100 was saying Birdman was a real nigga, and Gilly lost it. Oh, wow. Lost it. He that's, lost it, nigga. That's one former employee to a current employee of Birdman, so they're going to Yeah, have that's a- what made it interesting, and uh, Blueface was sitting there gassing it, which made it even more interesting, so. Uh, yeah, I got to see that. Yeah, I, I got to watch that, so it was really good promo for that. What's next? Man, before we get to this Benny the Butcher album review, let's talk uh, another podcasting musician, T.I., uh, the artist formerly known as the King of the South, T.I., you know, <laughs> released his 11th studio album, The Libra. Now, uh, again, before we get to this Benny, let's ask the question, was the T.I. album better than we expected? This is what I expect from a, a, an artist with the ilk and of the echelon that the King of the South has displayed throughout his career. He hasn't missed everything that he puts his name on. Like he said in his album, what do you expect from mother that excellence It's the King. So even though we're late, even though we're late in his career and even though people have tried to write TI off, still we're here, still we stand with the Libra and banging albums. You know why? Cause he the King of the South. It's a legend, a, a, a second ballot Hall of Famer, and for you to even think, for you to even think that this wasn't going to be a good album is disrespectful in itself. Long live the king. Look, man, it, it was better than I expected, without question. Um, you were a hater, that's no, why. I, I was cool on him after that dime trap. I was like, okay, that's cool. We can, we can go ahead and end it at 10 nice 10 album run is nothing to sneeze at. I would have been cool with that. I didn't need an 11th. However, Mm -hmm. I see he took the Jim Jones route 
which was I'm too old to be rapping 316 on every song by myself. So I'm going to round up the usual go-to suspects for features right now. That's Lil Baby, that's Young Thug, that's Griselda because they hot right now. And I'm going to have them do all the heavy lifting and carry this project. And I, I can come in for 116 and do my thing and go home. I can email my verse in. <laughs> I can do this from the crib. I ain't got to worry about none of this extra shit. And I'm not mad at that approach. It worked for Jim Jones. It's been working for Fat Joe for 10 years. And hey, it worked for T.I. on this Libra, man. This Libra was nice. Frying Dime Trap. Frying it. Frying's a strong word. Barbecuing it. Less expectation. When you tell a nigga that I'm retiring, it's my last album and you the That's king, true. I don't think, you know, the, the expectation changes. You want this, this really came out of nowhere. Like, it I did. he really wasn't he was talking just, about yeah, this up until a week ago. He was working on a song with Young Thug about a month ago and then it turned into this. This, this is an album coming out. Like, but, he said, I watched him on Breakfast Club. He said that song with Young Thug was two, two and a half years old. Jesus Christ. So that so he said he just he was just doing records with people and then like it was like but damn that footage, people, then, you know, that footage recently put just it came out, out. Oh, yeah that, that, yeah okay I thought the he, footage but, just came recently came out on IG and I thought that's why I seen it with it two years old okay that makes sense yeah he he said it was about two two and a half he he said he just been sitting on them records though so and then of course he had a couple I mean you know the Benny record obviously is pretty new the Conway record he he teased on um his interview with Conway on um expeditiously so we knew that all that was coming or at least he had it in a can but I'm, I'm happy for him though man he delivered a nice project I came front like I like it he's always been able to rap he's rapping his ass off on here he's got good features good assistance a little some low-hanging fruit the T.I. and little baby features come on that's a layup but I'm not mad at it that's Atlanta so it makes yeah, sense I'm, I'm I'm not mad at T.I. for this <laughs> I'm, no. I can't even be mad at him good good production killer like snapped on that motherfucker like I, I wasn't mad at it Man, a couple of things that stuck out to me. The home team did a great job. I think Tokyo Jets ripped she it. Snapped. I was surprised like a motherfucker. I ain't gonna lie. I may have to check she one of her projects or two out. And Domani. Domani that song, song with him, man. That song is fire. That song was I hard. like that, man. I wonder if that was his idea because it seemed like some stuff that he probably came up with. And Tip was like, okay, I get it, young man. Let's ride. Let's do it. Yeah, T- so I fuck with that heavy. They mentioned it was they were kind of collaborating on something, and he said that it had never been done before. And then Envy and them was like, "Well, um, Will Smith and Jaden made a song, and P and Romeo." He said, "Yeah, but my other son Messiah made the beat, though." <laughs> so, so Ti's son Messiah made the beat, and him and Damani was rapping on it. That we haven't seen before, and that That's motherfucker fire. was tough. That's fire. Do you feel like the Drake line was a low blow? As a Drake I, I thought he was cloud chasing with the Drake line. I'm gonna be cloud real. chasing. Yeah, he I was. Think he, he, was, was just, he was cloud chasing. See, with I think he was just reminiscing, like as <laughs> as a as 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 a. It was petty. Don't get me wrong. I'm that not too. saying that it wasn't petty, but just as just reminiscing. I don't feel like that he thought that he had to leave it out because he ain't trying to protect any relationships. Drake unfollowed him though. See, <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you cloud chase, man. You don't have to. There's no need to do that shit, man. He too old. Ti give a fuck about Drake following him. He should. You don't think that. You don't think that. Man, if you want to probably need it, he probably wanted a song for this album and it didn't come through. Oh, okay, you ain't gonna bring that song through. I can see that. <laughs> Everybody know Cap pissed on you, buddy. The how about that? How you like them albums? First of all, they, they got my boy fucked up. Number one, it's not it's not as blatant as it sounds. There's always nuance <laughs> to the shit. People just leave it out. Because cap of, pissed on you. That was yeah, no, fuck. motherfucker. What happened was, and this was cleared <laughs> up by Julia Beverly hella years ago. 
She said that they were in the movie preview and Cap was pissy drunk, literally pissed off in the corner somewhere and some fucking splatter got on a nigga's uh, shoes. And they were like, oh, you pissed on Drake. Oh, that's not what happened. I thought he pissed in, in a I joke. Think, I think he pissed in a cup and threw the cup. What? Get the fuck out of here. Telling you, man, he pissed in the cup. He didn't throw the cup at Drake. You're right about that. He went just like throwing piss at Drake. But I think, I think he pissed in a cup and he threw the cup. And the person that got hit by the cup, one and only Aubrey Graham. Hence the line, Cap pissed on Drake. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> I mean, I know you hate to see it as an, never as an Aubreyite. I know you hate that, man. I mean, it happens, man. Nigga, you get pissy drunk, man. Hey, so I don't drink no more, man. It'll never happen. <laughs> hey, man, listen, guys, let us know what you thought about that T.I. Make sure you go to Facebook, Rap Chat. Let us know. Is it what you expected? Is it better than you expected? Did you skip it all together? Let us know. Um, now to the album that we came here, man. Proceeding to the proceedings this evening. Burden of Proof, Benny the Butcher, Griselda. They've had a huge year. I would ask your expectation. I have a feeling I already know what it was. We talk about, we've been talking about this for a stretch, waiting on this project. We didn't learn that it was going to be produced by Hit Boy until recently. Um, so with that being said, when they started teasing out the songs and the track list and all that, man, what was your expectation going into it? I thought this was the one. Wow, this yeah. this is the one that you you dropped the butcher name. It's just Benny now. Like, nigga, I'm here. I thought that going into this, that he even uh with everything, all the good work, the um plugs I met project, all the projects, Lulu. These were a lead up to this where you had someone like Hit Boy kind of bring it in into modern day, as modern day as you're going to get from Griselda and right. the sound that they bring in. So I felt like the the the, the expectation for this or, and, and what they were building it up to be as a group was this, this is the the launching pad. This is this is the new nigga. This is what you finna hear for the next 10 years. Mm. So. Listen. We've said it on here a thousand times. We're waiting on a full length Benny project. The plugs I met seems like it was 10 years ago. <laughs> Seven songs, eons ago. We've been waiting on a real live LP, 13, 14, 15 tracks. And I'm so glad that he did it with one producer. And I ran it that first time. And I don't know what it was. It might have been my expectations, but I liked it. I just didn't love it like I wanted to. However, I think I know why. That first listen, it was a little too much like Reasonable Doubt. Mm. The title, Burden of Proof. The very first song, he's got the skit with the, okay, I reload. He got the skit with the dude. And I was like, Benny, you're trying way too hard. To be home and have a classic first album and like, like just pump the brakes just a little bit. He had that skit a couple of more times on the project. I had to get used to the production. It's not a traditional Griselda album. Not saying he got Ty Dolla Sign and Chris Brown all on here, but it's a little bit more of a crossover sound with Hit Boy. So it took me a second to grow on me. But by that second, third listen, I was fucking with it strong, though strong 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 i'm rocking with it heavy but that first listen i was thrown off just a little bit partly because of my expectations what did you think when you first heard it so similar to you uh my initial reaction 
I listened to him on uh, No Jumper podcast. He was talking to Adam. I listened to him on Joey. Popped in there. He was very confident in his album, and that confidence kind of only. I won't say it turned me off a little bit, but it, it even raised my expectations more. Yep. So when I listened to it and it didn't quite jump out to me because it had a different sound that was tr not traditional Griselda. So it took some adjusted, uh, some adjusted curves, learning, hearing um, for me to get used to, but I wanted it to be good. So I doubled back and I put it in again to put it in the car. You listen to it there. Bang. And by the time I done that, like you said, it came. Alive. I didn't get the reasonable doubt. Yeah, I didn't get the reasonable doubt vibes, but that shit. When you say that came alive, it came alive, and I was like, okay, I see why this nigga was talking like this about this motherfucking album. Why he was so braggadocious and confident, and I'm the best rapper, nigga. I've been doing this shit. Like yep. that's how that's the that's the shit that he was on in the interviews. And I'm like, come on, nigga, like be for real. But but you but but you didn't <laughs> like like think about it. Jay was older air quote on his first like real debut album and i feel like this is a his i don't know if this is a, his official i know he had the tanner talk series and that's cool but they've never had more eyes on them as a group before today like they are at their peak they are in a prime as the terms of attention so this is his first full-length project with this newfound uh, fame that they that they have as a crew so I, I look at it that, that's one reason it was giving me those reasonable doubt vibes man it was like he was he was trying to t at first he was overcompensating a little bit trying to make up for lost time and tell his story and it just it, it felt like he was trying too hard to be hove that, that's the vibe I got but when I listen to it more I don't, he wasn't really trying to be hove it just had a throwback yeah. vibe to it like it had like a locks album vibe it had something to remind you of the late 90s type of vibe just with updated production and sound so that's why i think i got that from so it, it, that was my initial listen but when i when i ran it back a couple of times though like you said it came alive i got that benny the butcher sound and and identity out of it at that point i always wanted a fabulous album to sound like this Mm. Like I always wanted like a real retail fab album that sounded exactly fucking like this. Mm. And I guess fab maybe not be that, I don't know, but that ain't to say this or that about fab, but this is what I always wanted. And I and I say that to say, man, come alive is, it, that those are the perfect words because that's what this album fucking does, man. Yeah. It, it does have the similarities to Reasonable Doubt now that I hear you explain it, but I do think that that's just his story. I said upstate New York, like Buffalo, like nigga, we was doing this shit and I'm reflecting, I'm glad I made it out of this shit nigga and I got a story to tell and it's just so like you said it's refreshing it reminds me coming up in a certain era of stuff that like this is like grabbing a CD peeling, yeah. the, peeling the paper off of it putting that mug in letting it ride letting it in and running it right back like mm -hmm. I'm putting it in when I go up here to hoop I'm putting it in when I head across town to do whatever I gotta do and I'm putting it in when I'm headed home tonight it's yeah. one of those projects that you keep listening to and listening to and next time you hear you hear something different and 
that's that that's that hasn't been done a while because music isn't made the same way. Music is more disposable, and even them, like even Griselda's music is it, up until this point. What I heard from Benny is a more disposable album. Not to say if it's good or bad, but you can just listen to it and you can okay, I'm done with it. You get it. This yeah. right here, yeah, like this should stick to your ribs though. That's like he funny. got some songs and some bars where you like, nigga, I want to hear that again right now immediately. Like run that back. <laughs> Like this shit, yeah, this not, shit, it's soul food for real. I I agree a thousand percent. And look, man, he's telling his story. We're getting the story from from a from a place that everybody's not familiar with. Buffalo, man, it's not a hip hop hotspot up until these last two or three years with this same collective. So he's we're getting a perspective of of a place that we're not familiar with, which is always refreshing. Number one, um, number two, I and and I'm so glad he decided to go the route of. I'm going to sit down with Hit Boy. I, I think he's the only one out of the camp that could do this. I don't mm. know. Even after Con you just heard Conway album? Yeah, and that's banging too, but he wasn't, he didn't, he didn't sit down with a, a, a producer like Hit Boy the whole time though. He, he's close. He's close mm. and he may be able to do this, but I, I just think Benny has the more refined bars and flow and has the more, I'm, for lack of a better term, the more crossover ready flow you know what i'm saying like benny like a rapper you know, um, like a rapper west side rapper. he ain't got that like his super niche his fans will get it will get it you know what i mean because we get their style he ain't going outside of buffalo with that sound right i just don't see it i see benny being the go-to guy for the for the ball for the verses and the guest appearances and stuff like that's going on right now as we speak so i think he's the more crossover ready person to this extent Cause he's still doing him, like you said, Fab. That was a perfect example. Fab couldn't do this right here in two thousand and one. He couldn't make mm. this type of project. He would have mm. had to throw a baby or throw it in a bag. He would have had to have something on there for the ladies, cause they were, cause the record label was trying to put him out there as a sex symbol and shit. Even though he was a, a hood nigga from New York, Benny doesn't have that pressure from the labels to have to do all that. He's making the music that he wants to make. The, talking about shit that he wants to talk about and going about it the way that they want to do with the arts and mixing it up with the fashion and shit and the wrestling. And they can do all that shit, bro. They ain't got to worry about having Ty Dolla Sign on the hook and shit. They ain't got to do that shit. And that's a great space to be in. And you can hear how happy he is about it on this whole project, bro. Facts and no pressure. It was not. I, I, that's a good point. There was no pressure like there was on a young fab. You got to be the next Jay Z or whatever it LA is coming old. from Brooklyn. And yeah, it, absolutely. So you, that is a great point that there is not a lot of pressure on those guys to perform. But I like the underground aspect that they've taken. With like, so, so there is no pressure, and you guys don't have any expectation of me. I'm gonna come through and murder it. And I think that's what Benny did. I agree with you in the refined pos uh, part of it. I, I, I'm not sure if um, Conway and I was having a conversation on Twitter with my guy, Steven, uh, the original vegan, killing you. <laughs> but I was having a conversation with him and he was telling me that Benny was a better rapper. And I was like, no way, it's Conway. But that conversation after listening to this album, I, I see why he says that Benny is better because Benny is a better artist. Like Benny, like this time to did this this album as far as artistry, it's time to drop the butcher. Like I know it was a skit on here, but that's that's done. 
that Butcher coming, like it's time to go by Jess Benny, start murdering the features, not getting too far away from what Griselda is, but this it, like this is the launching pad. And yep. um, it goes to how refined of an artist that he is. What, what on here worked for you? I had to go to what worked. Uh, my favorite song on here, bottom line is New Streets. I mm. love the sample. I, I love the sample. Hate the the all of that great shit. The Freddie Gibbs um, collab. I think that was pretty dope. Though I oh, wasn't a big fan of the song. I mean, Freddie Gibbs killed it. He killed it. It fit right in with the concept and everything in the album. Dom Kennedy <laughs> on a hook row. Like this year, he's been bodying, and I love the Dom Kennedy hook. And you wouldn't expect it. Somebody had told me Dom was gonna be on this Benny. I would have never thought that before seeing the track list, and so I was pleased with that. And um, the War Paint Conway came, Westside came to play, Ooh. Legend, like Sly Green, the Rick Ross verse. Like I can keep going as far as what worked. This is a dope ass album. What worked for you? Man, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the production. It's A1. Mm. It's top Hit notch. Hit uh, Boy's in his bag. Um, I don't know what, I don't know where he's been, you know, in between this, the pandemic, and, you know, throwing out a couple of singles here and there. But I know he had been working on his own shit with like his, his own camp or whatever. Stop, stop. Kill that. You don't need to rap. We don't need to do any of that. I know they're your homeboys, your partners. Y'all probably grew up together, all that. That's cool. Fuck that. You linking up with Nas. You linking up with Big Sean. You linking up with Ben. This is the wave right here. You linking up with these particular artists, all talented, all dope, and you crafting a project that doesn't sound anything like the other two. Like, this is your bag right here. That quarantine got him juiced up. Like he, cause he, he was one of the first to have the, um, like the, the verses, verses or whatever mm -hmm. that got him all it. the way juiced up. This is the best thing that could have happened to him. Cause I don't know if this happens without the quarantine, mm -hmm. who knows? You never know. He even bringing Dom back to life. He Dom is. needs to thank this nigga Hit Boy dude. So like, we're getting plenty of wins out of here because of Hit Boy production was superb. If I had to go with a couple of the joint, I'll just go with three off the top of my head, even though there's plenty of heat to go around famous fire oh you know what i mean like i, I wanted to feel famous and knowing i would have got both that shit is crazy um, we roll these two houses nigga. i don't feel famous hanging hang new streets is ridiculous um that shit is crazy and then i go with the low-hanging fruit uh the timeless with wayne and big sean i thought that even that to me worked with him going to get you know more upper tier higher echelon rappers in the game right now i thought it worked it didn't take him out of his element at all it didn't sound weird it didn't sound funny to me so i i, I thought that worked too even though there's plenty to go around on here like this the album is super tough was there anything that didn't work for you on you no there wasn't anything really that didn't work for me on here i ain't even gonna lie to you <laughs> like i'd be really super super nitpicking but i don't even have anything super super nitpicking like it, it, it was the, the length of it was Fine, pause. Yeah. Uh, like the songs fit together well. The, the, the what I expected it to be after giving it a listen, it was everything that I expected. So I can't even go with anything that didn't work. What would you say? Yeah, uh, I, you mentioned that he was a better artist than Conway, and, and it, that's probably so. However, he's still lacking in the hook department. Um, a lot of times, his hooks just sound like his verse, and you don't know where one ends and the other begins. And so that can be a little bit of a problem. He's got to refine that a little bit. 
uh, if he had something to work on, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, and, and some of the one or two of the hooks are kind of real basic. You can tell that's not really his bag and that's fine. I get it. He's a, he's a lyricist dude, New York dude, barred up, whatever. They're all, they're not necessarily known for having the fire as hooks, but that's why you got a producer there with you to kind of help you with that. Um, and then uh, why I don't like the Ross verse. I don't like that, bro. I don't believe that. Did I miss something? Yeah, you missed something. You need to run that back. And you that's must my, have been listening to something else. That's my guy. And <laughs> yeah, I was you, like, I was underwhelmed. Yeah, hey, yeah, you got to run that back. I really okay. can't even think. Say what you was thinking with that. Yeah, you, you got to run that back. That's fair. I, it, it happens. I could have missed it. It was early. I was still. I still felt some type of way. He had the same damn reasonable doubt skit guy on here at the beginning. I might have been a little tight about that, and it just overlooked the Ross verse. Yeah. But um, now the album is heavy, man. If you had to give it a rating, uh, what you got? I'm jumping off the boat. Five reels, classic. Ah! Let's do it. Let's go ahead and give it to him. It's a classic album. This is like 2014 Forest Hills Drive when I heard it. This is like uh, To Pimp a Butterfly when I heard it. This is this it's a classic this is this is this is what's going to put Benny on the next level when people look back and they say what was it this is going to launch his career to make him the artist that he signed up to be like this is it this is the classic album that's a high bar it's a let's very high bar let's do it it's tough for me to I, I can't give it that big of a praise I, I, what I can reels. say what I can say though this will easily be in my top five if not my top three at the end of the year um, if I had to give it a rating today, if I had to call it, I'm going to go short. I'm going to say four and a half. It's superb. Mm. Uh, the album is, 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 is stupid. Like it, it's just, it's stupid. It's fire all across the board, four and a half. Uh, I'm glad it lived up to expectations. I think this will get better the more that I listen to it. I think it's one of those, which you also gives me that nostalgic feel. You remember when albums used to do that? Remember when you hear the album, you, you heard Mac World War III and it was good, but it wasn't as hype as you thought. And then a week later, you're like, nigga, this shit is amazing. And then mm -hmm. five years later, you're like, nigga, that World War III still goes, nigga. And then 20 years That's later, one of these albums, exactly. When last time you listened to World War III, nigga, that shit back, like. Last week? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like damn the nigga saying some shit that's applicable today so it, it gets giving me that vibe like it's going to be like one of those type of albums so i'm going to say four and a half today um album of the year conversation without question and i i'm, I'm glad man i'm happy for them and they, they, they seem like real dudes they seem like you know what i mean like straight cats i'm fucking with them i'm fucking with the movement so i'm glad it's, it's came out and people are rocking with it man they they, they killing it one more can you he say yeah he out of here like he um one question though, you know, we yeah. got to have a question. Nas, out of the three Hit Boy produced records, put them in order. Nas, Big Sean, and this. What's the order you got? Uh, Benny, Nas, Big Sean. It ain't, and the, and the Big Sean and Nas ain't too far away from each other either. Though. It ain't like I agree. All the way third, like 2A and 2B. I can't but argue Benny, with that. Any way ahead though, this album I fucking love it. I've been listening to this since I listened to that Ti first, because so. I knew that I wanted you know what it was, what I expected. Great music from the King, but I had to get to this one and, and be able to run it back and run it back and run it back, and I was glad I did. For sure, man. Hey, you guys, let us know what y'all thought about the Benny man. Give us a rating, one to five reels. Are we overrating it? Are we understating it? Let us know. Leave a comment on On Deck TV podcast on Instagram. Uh, we got some wins and some losses, man. What we got? 
Absolutely, man. We got a couple of wins and losses on deck for you this week. First, we'll start out with a W to your guy, DJ Mustard, losing weight and jumping the broom. Have you mm. seen the picks? Yeah, I did see the picks, man. They were fresh out there, man. Congrats, uh, DJ Mustard, doing big things on the married tip, man. That's what's up. You next. Facts. At some point. At some point. Uh, w's the J. Cole for launching a media company with Dreamville Studios. J. Cole gets off on this aspect of media stuff. Got reckoned back to his HBO stuff. What do you think about this? Big boy move following in those Kendrick footsteps. Kendrick got the PG Lang with, you know, that'll have podcasts, artists, shows, etc. This is kind of similar. This will be Dreamville Studios with TV shows, possibly movies. Uh, producing probably that Dreamville Festival next year. So that's a big, big look. That's just going to expand the brand, man. Shout out to Cole. Ain't putting that PPP to work, buddy. Hey, listen. Uh, <laughs> hey, better. Man, facts. MTV is bringing back Cribs. W to S for that, I guess. Do you have a favorite episode? Uh, man, you got to go P with the gold uh, ceilings. P, that, that classic uh, Cribs episode. This is coming back next year. They haven't announced who's going to be on it yet, but I'm I'm sure we'll have some 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 rappers on there. We'll see how they live in in 2021. But the P episode was classic, though. Facts and the method was it Red Man? Excuse me, Red Man is probably the most famous episode, right? He was in, in the apartment. apartment. <laughs> yeah, was it? And that was his spot for real. This is crazy. Uh, some bonus W's and losses. Meg the Stallion used as a clue on Jeopardy. Did you see Alex Trebek getting this savage shit on? I did, and and the way he looked when the person got the answer yeah, incorrectly yeah. was hilarious. Alex Trebek is the best host in game, so history. It's not even fucking close. I'm fucking with him. Uh, Elder Bobby Schmurder. Uh, he's apparently going to have to serve out his full sentence. No uh, possibility for that early release that we thought. Damn, so, free Smurda, man. Yeah, free Bobby Smurda. And a W to Cardi and Offset, man. Getting back to fucking gather. Love to see it, man. Everybody was jumping on reporting when they broke up. So let's report them getting back together, too. I knew that was going to happen, but carry on. Yeah, you did say that. And um, our prayers go out to Scarface, too, man. He need a kidney. Hope yeah, man. Guys, uh, is it a liver or a kidney? You know, it's a kidney. I, I, I can't remember, but th this is it's where being famous comes in handy. Yeah. Because you can put that call out there to your hundreds of thousands of followers and the word can get out of you can get some, hopefully get a response and, and get some treatment hopefully and get so, you squared man. away. Hopefully you get taken care of, man. He said he got some good responses and um, he should be able to get it taken care of. That He found somebody on the list. So shout out some prayers to Scarface, man. Absolutely. What you got to put me on this week? Um, Listen, well, first of all, hold on. We got to go on deck of the week, man, because this, oh, is, this yes, is a good one. Now, shout out to the guy Zay Rothstein on Instagram. What's good? He um, commented on our T.I. post. He said, is T.I. the Vince Carter of rap? Because <laughs> VC was never the same after 2000 playoff series, and T.I. wasn't the same after that gun case. Mm. Hey, that's a legitimate question, sir. Well, uh, accurate. How accurate is that? How many rings Vince got? None. Can't do T.I. like it, there. How many rings does T.I. have? <laughs> At least one. Little flip. Body. Nigga ended a career. A career ending is a, a ring. That's true. Right? That's and true. he had a movie and an album come out the same day. That's a half a ring. A lot of niggas okay. don't do that. A lot of niggas don't do that. Movie yeah. and an album? He's got a classic. Trap music, that's a ring. Okay. He got, he got, he got two rings. T. 
See, I bought it out here. I don't do him any kind of way. Just he got longevity. He LeBron. Let's not how about that, Zay oh Rothstein. LeBron. We still putting in work last year. McGrady. Let's do it. McGrady's That's a, good. That's decent. Shout out to Zay Rothstein. That was that was a dope question, man. That was we a really good the, question. Uh, feedback. Um, now what I have to put you on. It's a two-part thing. First of all, I got to put you on a brand new Patreon. We said that it was launching on the 18th. It is live as we speak. Patreon.com slash Realville. It is in the show notes. We got original content from FSP, Fresher Than Your Average, throwback reviews from us truly. And we have a movie podcast as well where we're going back and checking out, re-watching some of the dope movies from our culture, man. So please go check that out. Patreon.com slash Realville. That's my first put on. Absolutely. Go check that out, Aspire. Second put on is a movie that I watched over the weekend. It is called The Lie. It is on Amazon Prime. Hey, Make man, sure y'all go check that out. Watch it with watch it with a friend. Don't watch it by yourself because you're going to want to talk about it with somebody else. And I don't want you to get on other people's nerves trying to make them watch it. So you watch it with the wifey. Like you've been doing. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've been doing, yes. (laughs) Go watch it with the wifey or whoever you booed up with. Check out The Lie on Amazon Prime. It's crazy. The Lie. So easy watch, too. It's like an hour and a half. It's an easy watch. All right, I'll check that out. Um, All right, I'll check that out. My put-ons, you know that new Unsolved Mystery dropped? Volume two, the second session. Oh, shit, I ain't know that. Absolutely. It's ready for your consumption. So check that out. And I always got a good pod, part two parter like yours. I always got a good podcast for my podcast listeners out there. It's called the Medium Podcast. Uh, It's going into the history and the examples of sampling and concept albums in hip hop. Know you want to hear that. That's hard. Absolutely. Check that out, man. I haven't got to yet, but it's in my queue. Probably going to listen to it once I get done with uh, with our podcast, but it's called The Medium, and they're going into sampling and concept albums in hip-hop. That should be fire. Can't wait to listen to it. Absolutely, man. Hey, guys, we appreciate y'all checking us out. As always, do us a favor. Go to YouTube.com slash Realville and subscribe. We're on a road to a 1,000 subscribers. We're going to have giveaways as soon as we hit that, man. Anything else before we get out of here? Absolutely not, man. We appreciate you guys joining the On Deck TV podcast, subscribing to all the pages, and supporting the real. Continue to do so. We out. All of them.